Hey, this is Dan here from RuneSilk, and I'm joined by one other, and that's none other than Damo for show, and this is the Beard Mouth Podcast. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. Hello, good morning to our wonderful Beard Mail audience, viewers. Um, today, we are into November. Can you believe it, Dan? We're into November already. It's cold already as well. I'm feeling the chill. It's not nice. I've actually got a jumper on for the first time in ages, like having to put the coat on. It's like it's really, really starts to get cold. And plus the clocks have gone back as well. So What? It's you know it makes it it's, it's so dark so early so definitely getting that winter vibe coming in and you, when you listen back to that dan i don't know if that glitched or whether that was just what i was dreaming but you i swear you said the cocks have gone back and not the, clock. <laughs> the, clocks, the clocks so let's get let's get the hook in quick because we've, we've waggled on a little bit the, the hook is today we're going to talk about november which includes a whole array of topics right so stick with us if you don't like the first one you might like the second if you don't like the second you might like the third and if you don't like the third you might like the fourth today we're going to talk about Fireworks night, briefly, because that will just go off with a bang. Uh, Remembrance Sunday uh, and Movember. I've got a gripe about Movember, if I'm honest with you. That'll be a good one. Um, And then at the very, very end, we might talk about what's happening in December. We'll see see how it goes. We are here. It's me, Demo, for show. It's him, uh, Daniel Jones. And we're going to entertain you, regale stories. Uh, We might even give you, Dan, I reckon Dan, he's keen on giving people a little tip. You did mention that. You might give people a little tip. Is that going to happen? You giving them a little tip? Can we start talking about my little tip? It's personal and it's a little bit. Uh, I'm a bit. It's, it's exactly. It's exactly 1.7, Dan. Our long-standing uh, listeners will know exactly all about the 1.7. Don't you worry about that. So, speaking of massive explosions, uh, let's kick it off. So, this, in fact, actually, this podcast will go out because we we're, we're very professional. We record in advance, right? So, this podcast will actually go out on the 9th of november maybe so people would have already had fireworks so it's probably best we talk retrospectively so those fireworks did you see those fireworks on the fifth they were proper nice weren't they they're proper nice i mean fireworks is always an interesting one because i think it's it's changed changed for me now that i've got a bit older like when i remember from as as a kid like i just i've just got vague memories of my dad out there with a pack of 20 Marlboro hundreds. And that was his fuse. He'd light all the fireworks in the garden with a fag because he'd always have a fag on the go. You'd have the Catherine wheels and we'd have the rockets. And, you know, as kids, it was the one time of the year when my dad would spend an absolute fortune on fireworks, just literally Mm. boof up in smoke, like hundreds of pounds on fireworks. I think he, I think he loved it, but probably a bit of a pyro at heart. But, um, but now we just tend to just go to a public display um, just because it's easier you can go and watch a hundred, you know, a couple of tens of thousands of pounds worth of stuff go up in the sky and then disappear home. But um, you know, it's, it's always quite a nice, quite a nice time. And um, we end up spending a fortune on those cheap little light up toys that break before we get home because I snapped them because they're playing with them in the car. But what about what about yourself? What what is your what is your oh, childhood memories of fireworks versus what do you do now? I want I want to halt you right there, Dan, because there's so much to talk about in what you've just said. Right, I want to just get it in quick. 
I think it's ridiculous that people are going to spend money on fireworks because money is tight for everyone. If I see a firework going off in the back of someone's garden, I'm like, well, you ain't got no cost of living crisis going on. You ain't got no heating. If you can afford fiber, if you can afford to set off those fireworks, just send me some of that money. Um, I will, so I'll remember later. Uh, bangers. That's the one word I'm going to say. Bangers. But the reason I wanted to halt you there, Dan, was because I am going to tap in to your beautiful voice and get you to um, describe in a noise a firework, and I'm going to guess what firework it is. I'm talking ASMR, right? I want you to do a firework noise, and I'm going to guess what it is. I'll put you on a spot a little bit, I know, but it's going to go off. Go on, Dan, go for it. Number one. <laughs> that was you having an erection. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I'll, I'll, do I'll do it again. I'll, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. It's, it's more. It's more of a. That's a wet fart. Oh, that is good. That is good. That is good. That is so good. And if anybody's watching on YouTube, I apologise, but that looked like Dan was just noshing someone off. Where where you were on the corner? This is going to be brilliant for our promo video guy. Where you were just off the corner of the screen, you were just going. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry for the that's it sorry for the spotify in fact spotify you're lucky if you're listening on the podcast you're lucky um dan that was a uh, oh god i should have done some research on fireworks that was like uh, you know like it's just a box and you just like the box and it does a couple of different ones is it what oh, dan i only know a massive banger and i only know a massive banger and a rocket and it was none of them what is it it's a it's a roman candle Ah, Roman candle. You probably can't say that nowadays. Twenty twenty-two. Right, next one. Uh... <laughs> don't be, don't be scared to get near that mic. <laughs> that was a rocket. No, 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 no. More specifically, it was a real cheap rocket. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dud. <laughs> yeah, good. So that's. Um, what well, do I get a point for that? You can have a point for a rocket. Okay, so yeah. one point out of two. Right, next one. <laughs> wrong side, wrong side, wrong side, wrong side. <laughs> you have to go the other way. Go the that other was, way. That was that looked all right on my screen. That was a wizard. Catherine wheel. <sighs> Catherine. Anyway, just do a banger, Dan. Do a banger so I can do like a big bang one. <laughs> Pretty much covered. Oh, ah, that's all the little hot bits falling. That was brilliant. Our, our, our promo guys gonna be like, "There's too much cool stuff for me to cram down into one minute of a promo." Um, in answer to your original question, fireworks as a child for me, it's always exciting. Isn't it? If someone, if someone's doing it in the back garden, sparklers was always a thing. There was so yeah. much health and safety though. Never return to a lit firework and all this. So it was always a little bit scary if you were having a, a few fireworks in the back garden. But then it would be weird that, you know, then people start having a few beers and they're lighting a few fireworks and they start to get a bit more yeah. careless. Um, but I remember you could get those little bangers and they're literally just red bangers. And you just, this is as a kid now when you shouldn't have had fireworks. You just light them and lob them and then they just, 
Bang. They're like the Chinese firecrackers, aren't they? Essentially, like the celebration for, for Chinese New Year. But I, I went to a I went to a fireworks party once at Burwash Manor, and knowing where it was and and who was doing the fireworks, we definitely probably should have swerved that one because they were absolutely paralytic drunks, set up loads of fireworks in their land, and we were like that firework came a bit close. To yeah. <laughs> um But uh, yeah, yeah, as kids, we used to get the cheap fireworks as well. You get the half price fireworks after. After fireworks night, we used to get the air bombs and we'd fire them because those you could, you stupidly, you could hold them once and pff, launch them in your hand. Yeah. Um, you know, so let's do a health, let's do a health and safety announcement, Dan. Uh, if anyone's listening to this, please do follow the instructions. Uh, and actually, fireworks is over now, so you can't do it anymore. Forget about it. It's done. It's just it's gone. It's happened. I hope you stayed safe. We do. We do have to be careful and think of animals as well, because obviously, if people have pets, yes. dogs and cats and stuff like that, really hate hate fireworks. So, hope for your your animal, your pet was um, managed to survive fireworks without being too distraught. You know, yeah, it's a it's a it's a big deal, isn't it? As well, and hedgehogs under the bonfires got to check for. Hedgehogs. But what do you? But what do you do now? So the original question was, what do you? What do you? Do you go out and watch a, like a public spectacular? I'll be honest with you, I'm not really one for doing stuff. I would quite happily. This is me all over, right? I could just watch it on the online. Like you see a firework, I just watch it on. I just. You'd, I don't even need to go to the pyramids. I can just Google Earth it and have a little look. That's enough for me. I'm quite easily pleased. Yeah. I don't need to go, go and stand in a freezing cold to go and watch loads of money go up in the sky. Do you know what what really baffles me though? And my wife's my wife's absolutely guilty of this. Every single year, she records the fireworks on her phone, and I'm like, you ain't never watching that again. <laughs> And if you do, it's like it's it's not it's just not the same, is it? Like the sound quality, the lighting, just it just isn't the same. But as a kid, though, did you did you did you do much around as, as a kid? I, did, I think, it, did you? I don't know really. You were probably um, probably a bit of both. Like they used to have a big one at the sports centre, uh, the Ken Marriott Leisure Centre in Rugby. They still, I think, they still do it there actually. Um, and this year, actually, I've been invited to go with my, my niece and nephew to to a, a display, and I think it's wonderful for for kids. Actually, I think I did go to one actually, but my my nephew he doesn't like the loud noises. I think he's a bit like me actually. He's a bit like he didn't like it, but I like, I get it. Like it's a family day night out. You can wrap up warm and cozy. It's something to do. Um, I do like watching a good fire. I could sit for hours and watch a good fire. Um, but I'm not into buying for five quid that poxy stuff that's a light up thing that breaks in the car that you talked about. That's ridiculous. But mm. having a cheeseburger outside in front of a fire, watching a few fire, I get it. I get the pull of it. Um, but I mean, presently, money wise, I do think it's a bit daft if people are, are spending money on fireworks themselves. Um, and also, I tell you what, actually, you, you made me remember about being a kid. What I used to love as a kid was when you'd walk to school the next day. There would just be loads of rockets and stuff on the floor. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, you <laughs> but it was a massive thing. I mean, yeah. how do you know where it's going to land? You don't, do you? Well, that's the thing. You don't. Yeah, no, it depends where the wind carries it. Yeah, tons of. Them. I've been but to you... I've been to displays where we're getting rained by all of the all of the the debris and stuff as a rocket comes really? up. You're there, and you can feel all the bits of like iron filings and stuff landing you and stuff like that. And um, but um, but no, I, I like I do enjoy it. Like last year, we went. So we went somewhere different because I think the one in Cambridge was cancelled because of what was still COVID-related stuff. So we went to another one. But as a tradition, we we usually go to the one in Cambridge because that's where my mum lives, my parents live. We go, you know, we go to, to go to Cambridge, go watch the fireworks, come back. My mum's made like sausages and jacket potatoes, and it's just every an every year thing that we do, and we get together and we have some nice food. 
Yeah, I was yeah, just about. Right. You know what? Yeah, I was just food. about to say. I was just about to say you haven't mentioned food yet, and I mentioned the food before you did, and you didn't even say anything about it. I'm like, what's happening, Dan? What's happened to you? Yeah. So, 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 so it's just one of those tradition things, really, that we quite like to do. But um, and and obviously COVID put a bit of a swerve on that one. But um, but yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? You know, we, Cambridge is quite a funny one because you get tens and tens of thousands of people in Midsummer Common, and then you all walk back in this massive pack of people trying to get out you know because there's only real sort of two couple of exits out of midsummer common onto the main road and what, what is midsummer common for the people that don't know is it just like a big park Mid midsummer common is common land in cambridge and there's um, nothing common in cambridge you know it's posh over there they have a university yeah. and if i remember rightly i don't know if it, if it is it, i'm sure it's midsummer common if you graduate with a first from Cambridge University, it's tradition that you are allowed to graze your cows on Midsummer Common. Really? Yeah. Sorry. Well, wait, not, not many. Not many people tend to, to pass with a first over there, then, because I ain't never seen no people gazing, gazing cows, grazing cows. Load of cow. Oh. Load of cows. Load of cows. So anyway, that's why work's done. Boom. Um, Obviously, boom, I already did that. That was very good. How could anybody ever in the history of podcasting ever seamlessly link fireworks to grazing cows? Daniel Jones, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we do it. But I thought, but then so I guess the history of fireworks night is an odd one, isn't it? You know, we, we, we spend yeah, we spend loads and loads of money putting stuff up in the sky to celebrate the fact that Guy Fawkes didn't blow up Parliament. Um, it's a shame, really. Surely we would have celebrated more if he did blow up Parliament. But then, did That's you always have a penny what... for a guy? Did you did you always have like the penny for a guy? No, people in your yes, area? Did... Yeah, no, it was it was just more decorative on top of a bonfire, wasn't it? It was never a give money for one. Did, did, what what is the concept of it? Do people make one and then stick it out of their house, and then people put money in a pot? Or well, we we used to have people would sit outside a shop with a guy forks that they'd made, and it was penny for a guy, and they would raise money to buy sweets. They wasn't supposed to raise money for sweets. I'm sure it was to raise money for charity or something. But there'd always be a few people who would who would literally like you walk past penny for a guy, penny for a guy, and it's just like you literally just stuffed a bin bag full of stuff and put a mask on it. I'm not giving you a penny for a sweets for 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 anything. But so, but yeah, the penny for a guy thing. I'd have to, I'd it should be all full of sweets from Halloween, really. You would Nobody's thought so, wanting right? any more sweets by no time November comes round. But, yeah, precisely. My kids usually still have sweets come Easter, and then they've still got Easter sweets come Halloween. But um, but what else have we got happening in November? We've got obviously Remembrance Days coming up as well. This is gonna be in a few once this podcast release, that's in a few days where we celebrate the fallen and the the the, the, the military freedom. and I mean people that gave their lives for our freedom. Um, will you be wearing your poppy with pride? Yeah, big time. Um, I, do you know what? As I've, I've gotten older, I've learned that the metal pin badge is the way to go. And then I always feel a bit better because you're actually putting a bit, you put always put a bit more money in the box for a metal pin badge. But I used to have, um, get like a plastic one. But what I'd find is you put it on a coat and then you're not wearing that coat and then you go out and you're like, oh, fuck, mm. I, I haven't got a poppy on. So you go and buy another one and then you go and buy another one because you've got a different jumper on. And then the one you had on your coat has fallen off. And then and it just and then in the end, I think last year, I think I bought two metal pin badges. I put one on my coat and then I sort of kept I actually, what was I doing? I went somewhere. Don't lie, I did... don't, lie, don't lie. You just get the enamel pin badge so you don't have to ever buy any yeah, more. No, that's, what talking, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, they, but they're very sad. The same one for five years. No, they, like, they, they, oh, yeah. no, they put the date on it. They put the, the 2021. Uh... On it. Um, 
I went somewhere. I can't remember what it was, but I bought a load of them because I knew other people wouldn't have one. And then I dished them out. I can't remember what it was. I don't think it was a... I think it might have been like a day out with the boys or something. And there was like five of us. So I bought five enamel ones and, and handed them out. But yes, no, so I will I will be getting one. Um, although that said, I haven't actually seen the enamel ones. I've seen a couple of boxes out already because we're obviously recording mm. in advance. I've seen the boxes of the plastic ones. But yeah, no, I do I do like to have a poppy. And I, I still have got older ones from, from previous years, but I will get a fresh one because it's supporting it. I did actually sell, I did sell um, poppies once. Um, I was trying to think what year it was, but I, I literally stood outside a shopping centre with some army people um, just selling nice. poppies all day. Um, that was when I was doing some rugby and stuff. Me and the Baron, uh, Brendan Plester-Burt, we, we stood outside the, the shopping centre in rugby and just selling them with like some young cadet army people or something. Oh, but, that's yeah. nice. Do you know, do you know why, do you know why we used the poppy for Remembrance Day? Because if you mash it up, you can get heroin off it, and that's really great. Lest we probably forget. <laughs> I'm going to um, forget everything in a minute. Um, actually, the opium poppy is different from a poppy, isn't it? I think it's a white poppy seeds, and it's, a, it's yeah. the white poppy seeds anyway. We're not talking about drugs, talking about poppies. In, enlighten me, Dan. Teach me. Why do we use a poppy for Remembrance Day? So it, it, it's from it's from a poem, and, and and this is where I probably should have done a bit more research and remembering the name. It's it's an American poet who wrote a poem about the First World War, and it's to symbolise the bloodshed at one of the biggest battles during World War One. Um, people can probably put some more information in the comments about that, but that that's a, that's essentially the the underlying thing is it's to symbolise the bloodshed, and, and obviously helps us to to remember. So, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll hold my hands up. My historical not i never enjoyed history at school i i was a geography kind of guy um but historically obviously the, the world war one was humongous you look at the stats of how many people were involved and how many people died world war one mm. is fucking horrendous it's massive amounts and then obviously there's world war two but remembrance day although it's probably is it essentially for world war one but i know like it's generally it's like a it's an army thing, isn't it? It's a veterans thing. Anyone who's lost anyone, anyone who's um, served, it's a massive big deal. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we are remembering those from World War One, but it's not just about the World War One people and victims and, and and people that died. It's it's more. It's like a it's it's always gone on. Isn't it there's always there's always I think traditionally remembered. traditionally it was it, it was for World War One, but I mean World War One was well over a hundred years ago now and a lot more people have given their lives and died in battle yeah. and so so I think it's just become more of a tradition just to spend that time and remember yeah. those that have fallen in, in battle is in a in a sort of generic sort of you know across all battles. Yeah. Um you know I'm sure that the Americans probably use it to to remember those falling in Vietnam and World War Two and that sort of thing. Mm. And I know I know my granddad was usually quite big in it. Um big on celebrating and I remember him we went to the D Day celebrations, the fiftieth anniversary of the D Day landing in Portsmouth and um he was he was still alive then he was a he was uh, an engineer in in World War Two and um i can't remember what, it was i was very young then i think that was like 1994 so i would have been just just 11 years old so i can't really remember but it was wicked because there was like all the gunships came out and all the big navy fleet came to south sea and doing all the cool you know submarines and ships and and everything and there was loads of stuff happening with the with the, the warrior and the victory and that sort of thing and planes going over it was a great celebration i know it's not remembrance day but it's just me remembering now my granddad who was in the war and doing stuff then but um it's interesting to hear some some of those some of the stories as well like my granddad had some amazing stories i mean 
unfortunately, he was captured in a Japanese prisoner of war. He was a Japanese prisoner of war and spent um, a few, a good few years in a, in a working camp in, in Japan. Um, well, I think he was, was it Hong Kong? I think he was captured in Hong Kong. I can't remember the exact location now. But, you know, these these stories are what make us, you know, they, they're they, they, they are our, our legacy almost, although they didn't happen to us. But, you know, it's part of the story of how we then became and it's our history and and that sort of stuff. And it's a lot, when it's personal, it's it can be quite a lot more interesting. But, um, yeah, I've heard some cracking stories, you know, from my granddad from, from the war and bits and pieces like that. So it's nice to it is nice to remember, and I'll probably be remembering my you know my both my grandfathers are dead now. My granddad on my dad's side, so he was a served in the RAF, and so it's nice time to it's nice time to remember. Yeah, my granddad on my mum's side was in the navy. Um, that reminded me of a story. Actually, this is a little bit of an aside, but I listened to a book which was um, horrendously brilliant, um, and. Oh, God, for life, I have to remember his name now. It's basically, you know, I like to, to listen to stories of, of survival and endurance and overcoming the odds. Um, oh, God, it's given a blank. It'll come to me before the end of the show. Uh, Alistair Urquhart, and he was a Scottish Highlander um, serving in the British Army, and he got captured um, over in uh, Singapore and Japan, and it's his struggle. He was in a prisoner war camp for a couple of years, and it's an, an horrendous story, but such a stoic, hardy chap. Um, really, really interesting. I'd, um, I think it's called The Forgotten Highlander, Alistair Urquhart. I'd highly recommend getting yeah, it on audiobook, and it really puts into perspective how easy our lives are right now. I mean, you know, I, I was doing a, a park run, and I was thinking, God, I'm breathing hard, and this is really difficult. And then I just thought about him, and I'm like, yeah. no, what he was doing was difficult. I'm, I've got Nike trainers on, and I'm running for a poxy little <laughs> and you can, miles. And you can stop, and you can, and you can, can stop, stop whenever you want. This poor guy in this in this camp, um, being fed a pathetic little small portion of rice with maggots in it, living with with scabies and and horrendous yeah. health conditions, and that getting beaten up and tortured, and seeing his other, they've all got cholera and dysentery, and and seeing his friends die and and and, and people he served with, and then there's, there's twist in the story. I won't I won't spoil it, but it's it's horrendous. But it puts into into perspective that we don't and won't most of us ever really understand what it's like to serve in a war. Mm. And I think that's what Remembrance Sunday is about. It's about respecting how fortunate we are to be able to live freely without having to, because these people weren't signing up for war. They were just told, right, drop everything yeah. you're doing right now. You're, you're on our team. We're off to war. Like, I, you, I, I tell you what now, the, the general people in the world right now are just not as hardy. They're not as stoic. They're not as um, determined as, as people from that era. I mean... If, if the stuff that he went through, for example, to survive, like, like the, normal people ain't doing that nowadays. We're too comfortable. We're far too comfortable mm -hmm. with modern technology and support and health and stuff. Well, I mean, we, you, you had 15-year-olds lying about their age so they can go and fight, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it, for then, you know, it was a, a big thing. Um, we, we're, we're actually watching, um, well, my, my wife's watching a program called Call the Midwife. I've mm. seen a few episodes in the background and that's based sort of very shortly after World War Two. But it shows London how it was after obviously the blitz and the bombings and there's still yeah. rubble everywhere. And, you know, it, it's actually really incredible to see 
you know, one and, and then we wonder, you know, what was it like? You know, my my mum's husband, my stepdad, you know, he was he was born in 1939. So he was a war baby. So although he obviously he didn't really remember so much of the war, he, he mm. grew up in that sort of aftermath of all the, you know, the, the oh, look, there's a bomb, an unexploded mm. bomb over there. Should we go and kick it? See what happens? Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it is interesting. And it's that's why time travel would be quite cool. But if you could be invincible whilst you were traveling, do you know mm. what I mean? You could go back and have and, and just to just witness some of these things with your eyes, own eyes. So you could actually really understand and you know what what it was like and i think like you say you know kids kids nowadays kids nowadays don't know how good they got it can you can um, you imagine right because like my nan's my nan is 96 uh she had a birthday last week um and so she would have been 19 or so during the war and I, uh, the second world war and, and i asked her about it and she's like you just get on with it you just get on with it things change you know like you have to do the blackout and that and you just get on with it can you imagine now if they said to everybody, "There's going to be rations," so when you go, when you go to the shop, you're going to sorry, did, did you did you just, that that's not food though, right? That's not we're not rationing my food right now. Yeah, really? Sorry, Dan, you're going to be the worst. <laughs> but like, literally, God, can you how angry I'd be. Can you imagine that... the uproar if they actually explain to you that you're only allowed to have you know one sausage a week or whatever it is? It's like people. Can I think, with that I think we will have that. I think we will have that. Uh, I was watching an interesting video actually the other day um, on about uh, something. I think someone posted on the Facebook. It's about the, about the full digitalization of currency and losing cash and having everything digital. That eventually, what will happen is that they will be able to dictate what you can buy. So if you go to a shop and you go you go to McDonald's and you go to try and order some food, you'd have mm. to pay for it first. It will say, no, no, this is your second McDonald's this week. You're not allowed it. Yeah, you've talked genuinely about will happen. Yeah, I reckon another 10, 20, not 10, maybe, you know, I reckon a good couple of decades time, they will control. So if you know, you've had your sugar allowance for the week, you need to go and have a carrot or something like that. Just, so as, an, just as an aside, they already sort of do that in prison. Actually, if you're if you're a prisoner in prison, your spends are limited. So you're only yeah. allowed to spend X amount on your your weekly shop, as it were. Um, yeah. And that's a massive controlling thing. And it's done in prisons for the benefit of not allowing bullying. Because if someone's got a whole load of something, they can trade it for other things and it causes problems. Um, and it can be yeah. stolen and it's valuable and that. So that's what it's done in, in the prison environment. But absolutely very controlling. I could see why a bigger picture government or businesses or somebody would want to do that. From a health perspective, that's pretty clever. If they said to you, you can't have McDonald's twice a week. Because then you go KFC or Birking or whatever, but no, Dan, I don't, even, I don't even want to comprehend that. We're, we're talking that's that's a, that's, a, that's another topic altogether. We've sideswerved, we've sideswerved. So, I mean, the other the other thing we haven't really spoken about, which is quite a big thing in the bearded community, especially, and sometimes it births new bearded into the community. Oh, that's yes. Movember. Movember. You know, I think a lot. I know a lot of people who have. Look at the uh, Joe the Tash, and uh, was it Joe the Tash? I think he started growing yeah. his Tash in in November. You know, yeah. a lot of people start growing their their facial hair, and then they're kind of like, actually, I look pretty dashing in this beard. I'm going to crack on, um, because I think a lot of workplaces they will only allow you some are changing. Yeah, get very flexible. They only allow you to have a beard if you've got a beard. They don't like that phase of clean shaven to beard. Um, so I think it gives a good people an excuse to kind of go right. I've got a month. Let's go. Let's try and see what I can achieve. Well, Dan, I need to talk. I need to talk about this because it's actually quite upsetting for me. I'm a massive stickler for the rules, right? 
And I think mm. what's happened is they've changed the rules without me realizing because I haven't been that um I haven't been that interested in Movember this year mm. because obviously I have a full beard. And my understanding of Movember, and this is where it's changed, my understanding of Movember is, and I did it years ago, you have a clean shave on the first of the month, Correct. and then you grow only your moustache for the whole month, mm. and then you raise money because people will donate money because it looks silly to have a moustache. That's That was the whole point. You never normally have a moustache. You're going to look different. You're going to look a bit silly. It's going to be a bit interesting. It's a bit quirky. It's a difficult new thing that you wouldn't normally do, so that warrants having a bit of money for men's mental health. Brilliant concept. That's what it was when I once did Movember. However, I've seen people now, and please educate me, I've seen people now calling it No Shave November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a different thing altogether. So November, November as a charity... November is the charities for prostate cancer. And I think No Shave November is slightly different. It's I think it's Got obviously there. born out of November. They've just but, piggybacked uh, and stole it. Disgusting. Because then because then they because then they, they started saying, Oh, you know, a lot of big big kickoff were, you know, well, women can't get involved. So what they started doing was they just stopped shaving their legs. So I think that's where no shave November came, was then women were no. saying, Well, I'm not gonna shave my legs for a month. No? No, you're thinking of January. Is it fanuary? What's that? When they grow lots of no, no, no. So women, women actually get involved in November or no shave November by not shaving armpits or legs. Okay, so okay, big fan of that. So ladies, if you're doing no shave November, brilliant because it's not normal, and you probably normally would shave. The bulk of ladies would probably shave their armpits, and so it's yeah. different. It's quirky. It's unusual. It's something. It's difficult that you wouldn't normally do, and then go for it. So that's worth giving money to. I genuinely don't feel that just not having a shave on your face is, mm. so, and probably because I'm in the bearded community and obviously I know loads of people with beards, it's not a big, why would you sponsor somebody just not to have a shave? That's not, for me, as a big advocate of charity, mm. and, and I do a lot of stuff, and a lot of everything I've ever done for charity has been difficult. That's why you ask people for money. If it's difficult, ask people for money, and they go, yeah, that's difficult. I'll, I'll, pay, I'll pay for you to do that. That's how it works in my brain. Different for different folks, I know. But also, Dan, this is how it's annoyed me a little bit. You used to get December beard, and what? Oh, December beard. Was it December beard or something? December beard. December beard. But what used to happen was guys that were normally clean shaven said, mm. "Oh, for charity, I'm going to grow a moustache." And then when December came, they were like. Actually, I've quite enjoyed having a bit of facial hair. I've enjoyed mm. having this attention. I've enjoyed raising money for charity. Do you know what? I'm just going to carry on. I'm just not. I'm just going to not going to shave my face now. And so it mm. became December beard, and people would not shave for December. So I liked that because there was a transition of do a charitable thing, get your little tash to go. Then December, you decide to grow facial hair, and then boom, middle of December. You're signing up for Damo's Beardy Fun Club because you want to know about how to grow a beard. <laughs> nice plug, and I like that. that. And, but, but now, but now it's all changed, and they're just doing No Shave November. That's not even a thing for yeah. me. Beef. See, I, I, I always, I always said that I was going to do a reverse Movember, and I was just going to shave every day for a month, and then I was oh, like, actually, yeah. no, nah, not not having that. Forget that. Because uh, I always have had some kind of face hair, so I was like, do you know what? I'll just do one where I shave every day for a month, and then I just kind of looked at my face and went, yeah, I'm not shaving. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, I'll just donate to someone else's Movember campaign. So, yeah. but, um, but beard, beard coming in, 
Tip of the week, tip of the week. Gonna give you my tip of the week. Tip of the week. I really love, I really love that, Dan. I'm really excited for it, but I haven't finished talking about November yet. <laughs> I know you've ranted about November. We're 32 minutes in. We're gonna have to Dan, start. Let me get it. Let me, let, please, let me have another Come on, go on, get, get, oh, get, 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 and my understanding of November is that all of a sudden they realised that just growing a moustache wasn't exciting enough. Or some people wanted to get involved and raise money for charity, but they couldn't necessarily grow a moustache. So they said, oh, you can just do whatever you want. So you can do 100 press-ups or you can do 10 sit-ups or you can do a walk every day or whatever. And they just, for me, they diluted it. I, I And this is just my brain, how it works. If November is grow a moustache for a month, I love it. Stick with that. But because they're thinking that we want to get more people involved, we want to get more money, we want to help more people, which is great, but it's diluted. So all of a sudden, when I see Movember, I don't know that it's just someone growing a tash. I'm thinking, oh, it could just be somebody who's doing 10 sit-ups a, week, a day. And again, that's not. I don't want to sponsor you to do 10 sit-ups a day because that's not enough of a thing for me. I know that's my personal... But I think it, it should be hard. It should be hard. Then I'll charity. Then I'll charity, do you? Anyway. Oh, you three. Here's your minute. Shut up. That's 1.7. Tip, tip of the week. week. Tip of the week. So this this is um, obviously, this is a new feature to the show. Uh, I'll probably have about seven tips and then we'll run out of tips, but I don't know. Um, it is accessory time. And we I see a lot of people in the bearded community. They say, oh, I hate it the way that my beard dips in. So they get this kind of like a bit of a wave that kind of kinks over here. And essentially what happens is that you're trimming this bit a lot shorter. A lot of people tend to get this fade and they kind of leave this to get really big. So as this this stuff is kind of a little bit shorter, it's then obviously battling to get over the beard. So this is the tool that you need. It's a I have to hold you right there, Daniel. Remember, right. some people aren't watching. So describe. Oh, so so this is a this is a curling brush and this is so it's a combination of it's got excuse the hairs on it but it's got the there you go damon's got one so this one in particular has got the little baldy bits at the end and it's also got like a boar bristle as well have you got the boar bristles alongside yours as well damo for show no mine's plastic so don't throw it in the ocean ah so so this is this is a boar bristle and um knobbly bobbly bit so for those who are listening what i'm going to do is i'm going to go to where my sort of cheek line meets the sort of my longer part of my beard i'm gonna i'm gonna reverse roll up towards my cheek line so you can almost then see that my beard hair is going to start flicking out at the sides so this is a perfect little uh, tool but also these comes are really good for getting your beard straight i know it's a curling brush but if you work backwards you can get it straight so now that i've lifted those top hairs out i'm just going to roll it and as i pull the brush down i'm going to roll it in towards my face as i brush downwards to straighten the beard so this is tip, tip of the week, week tip of the week tip, tip of, the week. of the week how to reduce the curvature and the dip of the beard but whilst also getting a really nice straight line in the beard you can actually see we can't see if you're listening but what it does is when you do a backwards roll so you're rolling it in towards your face as you go down you're then doing a reverse curl, which will keep the beard nice and straight. A lot of people might use a boar bristle brush, but with these things, the, the ones with the curling brushes, because they've got the combination of the boar bristles and the extra long spiky bits, it means it gets to really work in the beard whilst those boar bristles smooth out and give it a nice, fine finish. If you want to have a look, this will, this should really get you to go and have a look at the, the, uh, the YouTube and watch as I brush my beard. <laughs> Um, but this but this is another thing as well that a lot of people should really do with their beards 
is spend time actually grooming it, you know, because yeah, we do get kind of dry skin. Whether you use beard products or not, you're still going to have dry skin. Your flake, your skin's going to flake because essentially your skin flakes all over your body, it gets trapped in the hair. So not beard oil isn't necessarily a cure for beard draft. You just need to get a damn comb through it and clean the beard through. Clean it up. And look how look at that. Look how straight my beard looks. For those so, listening on the podcast, Dan's beard looks straight. Hey, Dan, why why did you adopt the blankety-blank tune for Tip of the Week? I don't actually know. I think it was just the first thing that came to mind. You could have worked, you could have had any, any, absolutely any. Tip of the Week. Tip of the Week. No. Dan's Tip of the Week. Tip of the Week. Boom. Hey, Daniel, this has been a really brilliant podcast. I know normally we sort of just talk about one topic, and today we've talked about three, and there's still one other thing I want to talk about. Um, mm. But, you know, maybe that's encouraged our listeners to listen all the way to the end. Um, we had some very lucky listeners from a couple of podcasts a little while ago. Um, they got some uh, beard male wristbands. Not going to tell you how to get one because it's top secret. You've got to be a dedicated fan. Um, but, Dan, whilst we are... Um, sort of wrapping up and i know we've gone over a little bit but it's a good one i think people will like this one and i think there's been some brilliant bits for our for our promo guy to snap all together at a youtube short but um is there anything else you would like to just finish up on before we talk about what's going to happen in december no 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 i think i've covered it we've had tip of the week we've had fireworks week. We've had remembering we've been we've had demos gone off on a major rant about Movember and how it's changed and the the absolutely uh, the, the you know savagery of people how they change these things. Nope, you can go on to December and tell us all about. There's one more beard competition on the calendar. <sighs> now, traditionally, the only bit of beard action in a competition fashion you could get um, in the bearding calendar was in Blackpool. Uh, in December, and they used to have the the winter whiteout sort of uh, competition, but they haven't done it for a couple of years. And now, out of the blue, um, the Devon and Moustache, Devon and Moustache, Devon and Moustache, <laughs> the Cornwall and Beard, um, the Devon and Cornwall Beard and Moustache guys, uh, Claire and Mike, have nobbled together a little beard competition at the Rome Brewery, um, which is ran by Dan Heath. And um, and it's on Saturday, December the tenth, in Plymouth. And it's a cheeky little beard competition. Um, a little bit, a little bit last minute, but I think they were like they got excited because obviously the, them guys have won the uh, the bid for the British Championships twenty twenty four. So they probably got excited by that. I thought, oh, let's do a little Christmas one. Um, so it's going to be cool. I'm going to be going along representing beard mail to the max. Dan. I'm going to be repping beard mail to the max. Um, but Dan Heath is a cool guy. He's got his own uh, brewery there, Rome Brewery. And um, and and I think there's going to be an extra special prize for anybody who's in Christmas attire, which nice. ruins my fancy dress plans um, because I've already got something sorted. But, um, yeah, there's going to be an extra special prize for, for anything Christmas-related. But it's cool. It'll get together down south, and, um, and that's what's going to be happening December the 10th, Saturday. It's so a 12 till 6. Just turn up on the day. So if you're in the hood, if you like beards, if you want to see me and other people, obviously, um, just pop along. I'm glad it's on the 10th, actually, because uh, sadly I can't make the Plymouth one. But um, 
because I'm doing the design and craft in El Londres. So if you can't make Plymouth, if it's just too far, but you are in London on the 10th and the 11th, come down to Brick Lane, the design and craft at Truman's Brewery. You can come and check out some rune silky goodness. And I probably have some a, a, rune silk, a rune silk stand at a brewery. Uh, it's, a, it's at the up. It's, it's part. It's well. It's not a brewery anymore. It's Truman's Brewery, which was an old brewery on Brick Lane. It's now home to Upmarket and loads of indoor markets, loads of good food, loads of crafty stalls. Um, but it's my last chance to really get out there in person with the with the Rune Silk vibes. So please do if you are in E1, come and say hi there Saturday and Sunday. Hey Dan, this will put you on the spot then. Seeing we're dragging this podcast on forever. Um, what are you doing on Friday, December the sixteenth at eight o'clock? Uh, I've just saw I saw your post actually. I'll probably be doing the uh, DBFC beard brand quiz as it goes. No, it's the UK beard brand quiz. Ah, no, UK beard brand it's quiz. It's nothing to do with DBFC, but if you are in DBFC, you'll probably you get to know a little bit more about what I'm like. And if you know what I'm like, you've probably got a better chance of guessing what the answers to the questions might be. Um, but yeah, so I'm hosting the UK Beer Brand Quiz on December the 16th uh, from 8 o'clock. It's Friday. It's an online quiz, interactive. Anybody can play. I could even stream it in the Beard Mail group, actually. Um, but yeah, you literally can play on your phone at home and it will be all questions about quiz, about celebrities and, and, and quizzes and and Christina I'm, Ritchie and badgers I'm, and I clearly I clearly haven't done the questions yet but it'll be about beards and it'll be about Christmas and it'll be a whole lot of fun and I'm going to have a load of UK beard brand owners in the studio with me so Dan from RuneSoft hopefully will be there um, mm -hmm. I've already got confirmed some Viking action we've got um, the bearded Viking Lewis Hickman is going to be there and uh, and also uh, the bold Viking uh, Callum so the Vikings got in quick they're like yes I want to be on the show so maybe we can get Vikings main as well. That'd be free lots of Vikings. Anyway, that was my cheeky little seamless plug that I hadn't anticipated. It's 42 minutes, Dan. This has been a fabulous podcast. Um, we should do one of these every week. Oh, we do. Hang on a minute. I think we might just do that. We so, uh, plug the box, Dan. Plug the box. Oh, God, we're talking about December and what's happening in, sorry, November. We didn't even tell everybody what we're doing in November the 12th, which is going to be absolutely chuffing amazing. Should we tell people? Oh, yeah, we're going to... We could. Uh, yeah, I will, because it'll go out just No, before. keep it a secret. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it in next week's podcast. Keep it a so secret. Keep it a secret. A secret. Yeah. It's so good, though. Thanks for watching. If you want to find out what we're doing on the 12th, tune in next week. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Dan. Let's say bye-bye to the people and remember where the buttons are. Bye. Thanks for listening or watching the Beard Mail podcast. We have new episodes dropping at 07.30am every Wednesday in UK time. So we thank you very much for watching. Check us out on www.beardmail.co.uk for everything that's new and happening soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Dan, for our really dedicated listeners, we should we should tell them a little bit maybe what's happening on november the 12th so if they've listened this oh, far they should. should they should be rewarded but only the people that have listened this far also just quickly obviously we do this sporadically right and the dedicated people do listen but i have realized that it knackers up our youtube stats so much because it's great if people listen to the end and people do listen to what they think is the end when the chip but we always do that little bit extra it's terrible for our analytics anyway november the 12th daniel jones and i will be in Oxford 
city yes. centre, giving away a couple of beard mail boxes in emphatic fashion that's being filmed and it's going to be an amazing day out. It's like 99% confirmed. That is what's happening. So if, see, if, you're in, so if you're in Oxford on the 12th of November and you see a couple of post boxes having a fight, go and see. Go and, and just, just go give and it away. Just, just, no, we, we have, have to. Yeah. Send a bit about the post box. Can find us. They, they want to find us. Come and find us. Because it, it'll be really good fun. So if people come down and get involved, um, then obviously just, just um, come down. Come down. See if you might win a beard mailbox. We've got some beard mailboxes to give away. Just get down to Oxford. We should stop saying stuff, Dan. We should stop saying stuff. Bye, everybody. I cut him off. Bye.